he, he really paved the path for us, right, on what surrender truly is. Because he surrendered to God. If we want to follow Jesus, if we want to be a Christian, if we want to be a disciple of Jesus, if we want to be in heaven one day, that's the road we have to, to travel, right? A road of surrender. A road knowing that God's way doesn't equal our way. But we have to make our way equal to God's way. And I love what they shared. I love their hearts because that is, like Angela said, it's an everyday thing. And I'm just happy that God is so patient with each and every one of us. Amen. Because he could have took us long ago while we were still in our sin, while we were still believing the lies that Satan continues to give us. He chose to give you life. He chose to give you life today. Amen. As we hop into just a a little sermon to prepare uh, for the bread and the juice that we're going to take here in a little while, let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, I just thank you. I just thank you for, for surrendering your son, Jesus, to us. You showed how you were for us by giving your prized possession, Jesus, to us. You didn't just give something that was imperfect, that had some value. You gave us the best. You gave us your son, Jesus. You gave us perfection. You gave us a blueprint on how we can be with you and reign with you one day. I thank you for the friends. I thank you for the family. I thank you for everyone that is here today to hear your word, to be able to hear the hearts of people that you have affected. And I just pray that we're all humbled and that we can all join in the story of submitting and surrendering to you. I just thank you, God. It's no other place that I will want to be than in your presence, than knowing that you are God in us. I just pray as we spend a a few moments here looking into your word that we can be convicted that if we have not chosen a life of surrender to you, that we do so quickly, that we do so in your son Jesus' name and for your glory. We love you and all this we pray in your son Jesus' name. Amen. If you guys can turn with me to John chapter 12, verse 24 and 25. As we mentioned, surrender is a very important topic when it comes to following Jesus. And I don't know how much you guys have studied out the topic of surrender and how important it is to our walk with Jesus. But hopefully after our time today, that we'll all be convicted, that we'll all be convinced that if we do choose surrender, that we will see the face of God one day. Amen. And not the angry face of vengeance, but the face of come and share in my kingdom and in my glory one day. Amen. In John chapter 12, verse 24 and 25, Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only one seed, only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternity, 
for eternal life. The message version says. Listen carefully, unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead in the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. That's talking about us. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. In the same way, anyone who holds, anyone who holds on to the life just as it is, destroys that life. But if you let it go, reckless in love, reckless in love, you will have it forever, real and eternal. Why is surrender essential for both Christians and those that are seeking after God? Because unless we are willing To give up, to bury, and to surrender our life with God, we will not reap an eternal harvest. Not only that, that's talking about eternity, right? But we have some time here on earth as well. As Angela articulated, if we are not following Jesus, if we're not following God, if we haven't buried ourselves so that he can raise us up, The only thing we have to look forward to is destruction. That's it. But the thing about our world sometimes is that we don't believe destruction is the alternative. We think that if I don't have Jesus, but I do work hard, that I do study hard, that I do get my bachelor's, I get my master's, I get my doctorates. I get a great job. I get a great wife. I have awesome kids that I can still have what I want. But if you talk to anybody that's been on this earth any longer than a couple years, (laughs) they'll let you know that that's a lie from the devil, right? That the only way that I can be a good husband to my wife, that I can be a good father to my children, that I can be a good employee, that I can be a good friend, that I can be anything worth anything is with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We don't need to believe the lies of Satan that we don't need to surrender. That surrender is weak. That surrender is something that only losers do because Jesus Christ surrendered. Amen. And we're going to spend a little time in Matthew chapter 27, verse 35, to see how Jesus surrendered. Because if you don't know Jesus, Jesus was a bad man. Jesus was one that when he said something, it came true. That when he said he was going to do something, he did it. When he said he was going to be somewhere, he did it. And when it comes to powerful people, People that are the opposite of loser. They're the opposite of weak. Jesus comes to mind in my book. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 35, we're going to see how Jesus surrendered. We're just going to look at one little small clip of Jesus' surrender. In verse 35 of Matthew 27, it says, When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. 
Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled hurled insults at, at him, shaking their heads and saying, you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heat insults on him. So we got the picture of the cross here. As Jesus was getting ready for the cross. Out of the things that different hap- uh, that happened to him. I think being mocked, being insulted. We didn't read it, but he ended up being beaten as well. All these different things that he went through was his surrender to God. This episode in his life was a blueprint, was was him surrendering his life to God so that we could have true life today. Amen. Amen. But the challenge for us is. Would we do that? Would we actually have the same standard of surrender? That Jesus has. Is that when we when you think about surrender today in your own life, when you think of surrender today at your home, at your job, in your neighborhood. Is Jesus your standard for surrender? Because what do we see here? Jesus. He got mocked. They said, here is the king of the Jews. And they wasn't praising him, right? No, they wasn't praising that, hey, this is, this is God. This is the son of God. They were mocking him. And we see that even today. Sometimes we use Jesus' name, God's name, in a flippant way. Where we're not praising him. We're just saying it because we're used to saying it. And our God, our Jesus, he deserves better than that. When we're saying his name, we better mean it, mean it amen. amen. Not to just say it. In a way that we hear on TV all the time, that we hear on movies all the time, that they use in our our son Jesus' name in vain. But when we use it, especially as Christians, as disciples of Jesus, we better use it in a way that brings honor to him. Amen. Surrendering to Jesus. What's our standard? Two rebels were crucified with him. He was lumped in. With rebels. He was lumped in as the the rebellion of their time. But he still went to the cross. Not only did he go to the cross, he ended up saving one of the rebels. Amen. They mocked him. They heaped insults on him. Jesus. He took it. So that we can be here today. And what is his call to us? What is his call? His surrender calls for our surrender. 
Because if we do not surrender to Jesus, if we do not surrender to God, we have no hope. But do we believe that? Do we believe that we truly have no hope without him? And, but also, do we believe that we do have hope, as Angela was saying, when we do have Jesus? Amen. Because one thing that I know, I've been a disciple, uh, I guess, 20, 22 years ago, celebrated back in February. And one thing that I know is that I would not give up these people that are sitting right here for anything in the world. Anything in the world. Don't try to trade it for, you know, a, a, a life in the NBA. I mean, a good life in the NBA, not just riding the bench, but like, you know, I'm rubbing elbows with LeBron James. I'm not going to trade that for this. I'm not going to trade it for all the money in the world. I'm not going to trade it for having a handsome face. And a chiseled body. I'm not going to trade that for what I have right now. Because this right here, this is real, amen. amen. The people that are in these chairs right now, if this is your first time coming out, get to know the people that are in these chairs. Because this is life. These are the people that when we're going through tough times with our marriage, that we're trying to get our kids just to survive kindergarten. That we're just trying to make it that these people will listen to you. Not only will they listen to you, but they give you some wise advice. At least most of the time, amen? Most of the time. But Jesus' surrender leads to our surrender. And in Mark chapter 8, verse 34 and 35. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 and 35. I'll read it here. It says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple. That's a follower, right? Whoever wants to follow me must deny himself, deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Us surrendering to Jesus can lead to eternal life. Amen. And I don't hear that a lot of times. I don't hear that on mainstream Christianity about surrender. That how important it is for us to humble ourselves before the mighty God so that he can lift us up. That's our part. Jesus has died. Jesus has done the tough part already. He's died, but he's up in heaven. But what did he call us to do? What did he call each and every one of us to do is to surrender to him. And Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. Now read this one real quickly. It says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. And in Galatians chapter two, verse 20. Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. It's not me anymore. It's not Clint anymore. It's not my desires anymore. It's not my way anymore. But what did Paul says? I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me. And gave himself up for me. 
Guys, if we truly believe that statement, if we truly live that out, that I'm not living for me anymore. I'm not living for my purposes anymore. I'm not living just to have two kids in a picket fence anymore and, and a marriage. I'm not living for that anymore. I'm living for Jesus Christ. And that goes from our preteens and young teens that's in here from our teens, our single adults, all the way to our marrieds. Is that that's what it comes down to. Are we going to crucify our life? Are we going to bury our life so that Jesus can grow it? That's our surrender. That's our challenge. But that can be our gift as well. Amen. Through that surrender, through that humility, as first Peter says, through our humility, Jesus, God will lift us up. And as as we get ready to take the bread and the juice. As we get ready to meditate. On our surrender. I want to challenge all of us, if, if you take the bread and the juice weekly or if this is the first time you've taken it in a while. I want all of us to be challenged to evaluate what's going on in our life right now. To evaluate, am I truly surrendering to Jesus, not just in coming to service on Sunday, not just in reading my Bible every Easter and every Christmas, dedicated, but to always, but to be surrendered. In every area of our life. Because that's a challenge. I know for me personally. It's some areas that I like. Hey when it comes to surrendering my kids to Jesus. I like hey here you go Jesus. You can have them. Bless them. Perfect them God. But when it comes. To my surrender. My passion. My desire. My direction. Our passion. Our desires, are we as quick to surrender that to Jesus and to God? And what we're going to do, we're going to have a, a few minutes of silence before the ushers even pass the, the bread and the juice so that we can have some time to pray to God, to thank him for surrendering his son Jesus so that we can be here and worship this morning. That we can worship every morning, every day, every hour. Have some time to thank him. But also, I want to challenge all of us to think about areas that we still are struggling to surrender to God. Because as we take this bread, as we take this juice, we don't want to do it in an unworthy manner. We're proclaiming the second coming of our Jesus Christ. Amen. When we take this bread and take this juice. So if it's something that you're still hanging on to. Friends, if you're visiting, if there's something that you haven't thought about up until this point. I want to challenge you to spend some time thinking about what you need to surrender to Jesus. What you need to surrender to God. And we'll have a few minutes to be able to concentrate and pray and then what we'll do is have a song played called I Surrender. It's just a time to meditate on the words.
and the time to be even praise him if God leads you to that. Because I truly want each and every one of us to walk out of here to know that I'm making a choice. That I'm making a choice. Preferably it's the choice to surrender to God. But even if you don't make that choice, you're making another choice, right? To not to surrender to God. And that's a tough choice. That's, that's one that you don't want to take lightly. But I promise you, and many can vouch, that surrendering to God is going to be the best thing that you ever do in your life. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Come to you as we have the opportunity to meditate on the life that you have given us. That we have the opportunity to meditate on the life that you want to provide for us. As we have the time to meditate on the areas of our life that we want to surrender to you. I pray, God, that the silence will be good for us, God. That we can be in our thoughts. That your Holy Spirit can convict us where we need to be convicted. So that we can get out of this time exactly what you want for us to get out of it. Life is tough. And life is even tougher when we are trying to take control of it. We don't have the power that we think we have. And life shows us that day in and day out. I pray for all of us that we make the decision to surrender to the being, to the power, to you, God, because you truly do have the power. You can call things as they are. You can call those that are not as they were. And I just pray that we have that conviction. Thank you for everyone that took time out of their morning to listen to you, God, to listen to what you have to say to them today. And I just pray that we act on it. We love you, God. And all this we pray in your son Jesus' name. Amen.